You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hey guys, welcome back to Starcastic Remarks, alongside Chris and James, who are, have all returned. Y'all left me hanging for the last two games. My name is Ryan. Welcome to Starcastic Remarks. The Dallas Stars do win by a final score of two billion to one tonight against the. Detroit Red Wings, guys. How are y'all doing? It feels like I haven't talked to y'all in a while. Doing great. I am happy to be back on the podcast. It's All almost right. like you're a guest at this point, Chris, because you've been gone for so long. And he's going to be gone again. I know, right? Yeah. Plan to leave again. again. It's almost like he wants to like get away from us or something. Right, James? I would never want to do something like that. <laughs> What we're what we're alluding to, guys, is Chris was at Disc Golf Nationals for almost a week. Where I, I think I thought you played pretty well, right? Eh, the, the weather it's wasn't fine. all fantastic, but you know, kind of mimicked the weather that was happening for the Masters uh, for golf. But very true. Uh, Chris is going to be going overseas to Germany here in what? A couple weeks? A month? About a month now. So about four weeks from now. So. We're going to be missing him. Hopefully, he will be missing podcasts because that means that the Stars are still in the playoffs. So it's kind of a win-lose-win situation, I guess, if you could consider that. But It'll be a win-win. If the Stars are in the playoffs, I'm just going to be waking up at like 8 a.m. to watch the games. So <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Maybe you can say hi to your eye over there while, uh, while, while you're out there Definitely. In, in Germany. So. <laughs> Anyway, J- James, how are you doing? You doing okay? I'm tired. <laughs> I I had a flight essentially overnight, so I basically didn't sleep last night, but I slept during the day, so I have slept. What time was your flight? I, I left 5 a.m. Eastern time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, so 4 a.m. Central? Central time. I was oh at gosh. the eight. I was at the airport 3 a.m. Central time. Oh, my goodness. Nice. Nope. Sounds fun. No. Okay. Anyways, guys, let's get to the game tonight. We're already three minutes in, and we haven't even talked about the the game. There, there are so many thoughts running through my head right now, but I'll let you guys choose which one you want to go with first. I, I feel like – well, actually, no. I take that back because the first one has to be said. Congratulations to Mr. Joe Pavelski, 1,000 points. He becomes the 12th American in history in the NHL to reach 1,000 points. There's not a finer person in the world right now, a finer man, a gentleman, an incredible player that deserves it more than Joe Pavelski does right now. Yeah, one of the greatest American-born hockey players to ever live. That's insane. What a great player. And I know he'll always kind of be remembered as a shark mostly, but 
to have him playing for the team that Mike Madonna is on feels pretty feels pretty cool. I mean, it it just kind of kind of makes sense in in my eyes. So to have another great American on this team, it feels feels really good. Yeah, and he's he's second in scoring on the Stars now too. So with the last he couple, has, last little stretch he's been on, he's it's been ridiculous. He's been insane the past like four weeks. And ever since he had that seventeen game goal list drought, he has just been on fire, absolutely on fire. Whether it comes to goals, whether it comes to his tips, his assists, everything he's doing right now seems to turn to gold right now. So, what do you? What has been the difference between his play when he was in that seventeen goal list streak, and then now, where it seems like he's scoring three points a game? Bounces are going his way again. <laughs> I mean, Honestly, I think it's I nothing. Can think of, right? and, yeah. and that's exactly what we said when he when he was in his slump too. Like we're like we're not worried. I mean, he's still doing great. He's getting assists. It's fine. He'll start scoring again soon. And <laughs> here we are now. It looks like nothing has changed, and he's scoring again. I mean, he's just that consistent of a player. It's just the uh, it's the fifty fifty odds. So he's doing really bad for a couple for about a month. He's gonna do super good the next month. It feels like, and that's exactly what happened. I want to get onto something that. Razor said, and it makes a lot of sense. This team right now is because they play in Dallas, they don't get a lot of the credit they deserve when you look at the players this this team has. We've got a Lady Bane candidate in Joe Pavelski, who I, I think he's probably the most likely to win a trophy out of the Dallas Stars just because of how old he is, the amount of penalties he's taken. I think he's at four in the entire season, the amount of production that he has had, and just the fact that around the league, he gets a tremendous amount of respect. Like, I, I know that there there's lots of players that are, have very good reputations, but Joe Pavelski seems to be one of those guys that's top 10 respected in the NHL, it just, just from a feeling standpoint, you guys. Could he win the Lady Bing this year? He better. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how he doesn't win it. I mean, that he literally checks all the boxes for the lady being, um, and he has been for the past four years. So it, it's about dang time, in my opinion. Speaking of trophy winners, I I don't think Ottinger is going to be up there for Vesna. He's been top ten in the NHL when it comes to goaltending, but I just don't see him getting in the final three for Vesna this year. Could could he win a Vesna? Yes. Will he do it this year? Unlikely. But He's another guy that you could look at and say that, you know, he probably deserves at least some Vezina votes. Yeah, he. I think he deserves to be a top three candidate. Honestly, it, it's tough to to beat Linus Olmark when he's ha- when they've literally had a record breaking season in Boston. They have the most wins of any hockey team ever in a single season, which is insane. I mean, how do you not vote for that goalie when he's also leading in every single stat? Yeah. I mean, and, you have to. And, and their backup's doing almost as good, which is the crazier thing. They, they, it's, it's at the point where if if their backup played the same amount of games as their starter, they might have two Vesna candidates on the same team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it, it's, it's not possible to be a goalie that's having a year like that, but he definitely deserves to be top three in my opinion, and he will for sure win a Vesna trophy or at least a playoff MVP before he's before he's done in Dallas. I would much rather see the Smythe than I would like. I'm just, I'm just saying, just saying, because well. normally that means that they win the Stanley Cup if that's the case. Another guy who probably deserves to get some 
trophy consideration on the defensive side, Mr. Miro Haskinen. He has now tied Sergei Zuboff for the single-season points record in Dallas Stars history with 71 points. He needs one more, guys. And the tear that he's been on, especially since March, I think I know Razor said something since the All-Star break, but especially since March kind of turned over a new leaf and February was awful for the Dallas Stars. He's just been absolutely dynamic and has been one of the best defensemen down the stretch here ending the season. Yeah, for sure. And and silently having the best offensive season for a defenseman ever as well. I mean, he's going to get a point in one of these last two games, for sure. So he is going to be the best Dallas Stars offensive defenseman ever. And we haven't even talked about it. It feels like he hasn't had a great offensive year just because he hasn't been scoring. He's just had an assist on almost every single goal, it feels like, for the Stars. <laughs> yeah, so 11 he, goals, 60 assists. <laughs> yeah, so he's having this season, and we feel like, oh, he hasn't had a great offensive season. So it still feels like he hasn't reached the offensive potential that we know he has. I mean, we, we could keep talking about, you know, Calder Trophy consideration for Johnston. You could look at Robertson, and if there wasn't somebody named Connor McDavid in the league, he would probably have a chance of winning the Hart Trophy. I, I mean, I, I, Mira Hayes or Mira Hayes can Rope Hints probably maybe getting the Selkie consideration for best defensive forward. I, I mean, uh, Joe Pavelski could do that too. He's third in the NHL right now in plus minus. So it's just across this team right now, there are so many players that could be getting considerations for trophies. I wanted to talk about that tonight because I thought that was something that was willing and good to talk about. But coming out of this game tonight, you guys, what's one of your your biggest takeaways from this game other than Joe Pavelski getting his 1,000th career point? Uh, my biggest takeaway for on the season, getting away from individual stats, is that it is very important to this hockey team to win the division title. I mean, starting Jake Ottinger at the end of the season against the Red Wings, who (laughs) who are on the downturn right now, especially on their goaltending. Goodness, that is the worst goaltending performance I've seen all season. And still starting him for the game, that is a point to everybody, and especially to to the players on the Stars. This is a game you have to win. We are going to win the division one way or another. And that's what Pete DeVore is saying by still starting Ottinger with the healthy Wedgwood, is that we are going to win this hockey game. And they left no doubt. And they have been doing that the past week. It's been fantastic to see them push so hard for this. And they've got two games left that they should win. They are supposed to win them. And if they win both of those, they win the division. But man. That's going to be the longest win streak for the Stars would be at the end of the season to win the division. That would be a nice way to go into the playoffs, to say the least. And and it's already looking nice with how well the first line has done the past two weeks, too. I mean, we, we saw them one time all year where all three of them score, and in the past two weeks, they've done it three times. Yeah. And even if you lose one of the next two games, I'm still happy with the way the season ends. I mean... You, you end the season kind of charging, if it feels like. Like, the stars are rolling right now. We could beat any team in the National Hockey League. Put us against the Bruins, and I'll say stars in seven right now. Because Ooh, I, don't <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that, Bruins are like nine and one <laughs> in the last ten. And they're resting everybody, too. That's the other thing. 
They're resting everybody. The stars are playing fantastic right now. Oh, man. So, okay. So, so many things to talk about there. Uh, Ottinger has been lights out, has been ridiculous. He's allowed 11 goals in his last seven games. That's fantastic. We're starting to see him get there in playoff form at the end of the season. So, really good to see him. It's crazy how much just Wedgwood being back is is with that. I mean, it Wedgwood hasn't played a bunch of games since he's been back, but him just being there has obviously made Otter feel a lot more confident. And just mental health wise, I think that's the main thing. It's just like you know that if you have a really bad game or something, you have that security blanket and a really good backup and Scott Wedgwood to kind of come in and kind of help you out a little bit and. I mean, that says a lot about Scott Wedgwood, too. So uh, the other thing you mentioned after Chris talked a little bit, James, is we need to talk about this and the fact that the top line for the Dallas Stars is by far the best line in the NHL. I think you could have made some argument in January for some other lines. There were some other lines across the NHL that were doing just as well as the Stars' top line has been. But I don't see how you look at what this team has done this season at this point and what they're doing going into the playoffs and say that, Oh no, there's a better line in hockey than paths robo and hence there's not. It's, it's definitely the best line both ways. I mean, they're incredibly good defensively and responsible on the defensive end and they score a ton too. And the, the biggest thing is, is them on the power play, honestly, though, this season, I mean, they've, they, they score on every third power play chance they get pretty much absolutely ridiculous what the top line has done and it's again it's not just offensively which i mean you could just look at it offensively and argue oh well they're the best line in hockey but when you watch them on the ice when you analyze their game all three of the forwards are really really good defensively hence is most definitely a two-way forward he's a dangler for sure but he is a two-way forward he comes back more often than anybody Robertson has actually saved some games this year for the Dallas Stars in some of the block shots that he's had. This is a guy who has scored over 100 points, the first Dallas Star to do so, and he's willing to lay down on the ice and block a shot. I I mean, it's ridiculous. And then you've got a 38-year-old, Joe Pavelski, who his last two seasons have been two of the best five in his career, and that's when he was with a really good San Jose Sharks team that back in you know, 10 years ago or so. And it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous to see the full 200-foot game that all three of these guys can play. Yeah, and I think that solidifies why they're the best line in hockey is because they do it both directions. That's really true. Uh, I mean, especially with Hens being the center there, he might be the most complete centerman in the National Hockey League and just doesn't get the credit for it. And also just because uh, the Bruins guy who wins the Selkie every year. Bergeron. Since Bergeron is still in the league too, it's hard for him to get the credit yeah. he deserves. But he Hintz is definitely the successor to Bergeron, if not already better than him. So It feels like it. Yeah, absolutely. Like it, yeah. So a couple of uh, goals in the game. I honestly couldn't tell if the stars were really just that good tonight or if, like you said, Chris, if the goaltending was just absolutely atrocious for Detroit. I want to say it was a little bit of 
both? I would argue heavily that it was more that the Red Wings just didn't play. <laughs> I don't it, think it was it the really Red Wings felt like It that. was the goaltending. It was the goaltending. It, it was it anyways. was a lot of, it was a lot of goaltending, yeah. But like it's just like random shots that should pretty much never go in, just bouncing in. And and then the 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 last goal we got, the sixth one, where it just bounces off of Ben and in. At that point, you're just like, <laughs> it's just it's just not their night, man. It's just not gonna happen. That was especially true of the first period, I think. The goaltending in the first period for the Red Wings, I don't know why Houston was out there. I mean, the dude did not look like a goalie at all. Um, he faced five shots go- and let up three goals. Yeah, whatever's going on with him needs to get figured out or he needs to be benched by the end of, for the rest of the season because that oh, was... Oh, no, he's, he's, not seeing, he's not seeing the ice for the rest of the season, not after that performance. Yeah, that, that was just gross to see on a National Hockey League surface. But after that... The Stars didn't play their best first period, honestly. I agree. But they came they came back in the second period and dominated it. Okay, that second that is, period that is was fantastic. Nice. They rolled over the Red Wings, gave no quarter, they gave no room on the ice, and they scored. That's what cemented the game for me, and that's what convinced me, okay, this was a good game for the Stars, too. The first period, if it was just that and we just won 3-1, to one, I'd be like, eh. But they backed it up in the second and truly cemented it. Hey guys, it's Ryan here. From tea to green, the best place to go to get in on all the action happening on the links is DraftKings Sportsbook. This week, new customers will receive an odds boost to add plus 1,000 to any pre-tournament wager up to $10 on any golfer to win. So for example, if you're a new customer and you see a golfer to win the tournament at plus 1,000 odds, DraftKings will boost that golfer to plus 2,000 odds for your shot at a bigger payout. DraftKings will also be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day before the tournament starts to see what they have in store. I'm obviously going to be going with my boy, Jordan Spieth. I think he's going to win the tournament. Plus, I got to root for him because, naturally, he's a Dallas boy, so I'm going to go with him. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code THPN and boost your odds during this weekend's tournament. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. I think what I really liked from the Dallas Stars is the, the defense, again, got better as the game went on. Now, it was obviously a little easier because you you know, you've got a, either a five-goal lead or a six-goal lead at some points tonight. But w- especially what I saw in the first period, I didn't like. I know we ended the period three nothing but they're uh, who razor said something uh twice now dallas has allowed detroit wide open chances in front and he said interest interesting tactic <laughs> and that, that's that when funny. you know that that razor is trying to be really nice about it and he's like boys y'all are idiots don't do this <laughs> so 
they did clean up that part of their game as the game went along. But again, there were still some opportunities, even in the second period, that the Stars kind of had some awkward turnovers that they don't normally do. Like Miller has been excellent uh, of late, and he had one that he normally gets out, and and he didn't get it out. And so um, is that something that y'all saw as well, or am I just crazy? A a little bit, yes, but when you score three goals in the first period and almost none of them felt deserved, (laughs) it's kind of hard to get into a game at all like that, honestly. To to me, that's really what it felt like. It felt like this game – was blown out before it even started, and then we we just didn't really have to try. Yeah, I definitely agree with that in the first period, and then they kind of got talked to in the intermission, and they were like, "Hey, we need to show out," and they showed out. So, want to talk about Thomas Harley for a second because I talked about him a little bit last episode, but I didn't, and I haven't gotten to be able to get y'all's reaction lately on how he's been doing and i think this is a good time to do it harley had a really really bad play to begin the game he had a really bad turnover in his own zone it was actually one of the first things i think i wrote but he he almost immediately made up for it in the first goal that hint scored it was a cross zone pass which i mean that probably should have been saved but it was still a really great pass by harley and it was a good finish by hints there it kind of bounced around a little bit but what have y'all seen from Thomas Harley that has either helped you or hurt you in your belief that he might be the solution for the stars on the blue line? It's not just belief at this point either, honestly. He he is the solution. He played 17 minutes tonight. That was the lowest any defenseman played, 17 minutes. They rolled everyone tonight. That's good. It And really the only thing that is shocking to me is why wasn't here here sooner? Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea why, but he is yeah. obviously the consistent sixth guy you were looking for. I mean, and, and he, plays, Lundquist and Han- he plays so well with Miller, too. I mean, I, I don't know yeah, but, why they clicked, yeah. clicked so well there, but they they played together and it was instant, dude. They they however they play, they just complement each other very well. I, I, I talked about this a little bit last episode, too. I don't think it's as big of a surprise as maybe some other people think. Because Miro Haskinen's most consistent partner this year has been Colin Miller. Now it hasn't; been, it wasn't as much as like when, you know, Miro was with Suter almost exclusively last year when Bonus was here. But he has played a lot with Colin Miller, so I think Colin Miller knows how to play with a puck moving defenseman. And Thomas Harley, I, I think he feels a little bit of responsibility with. Thomas Harley because Thomas Harley is coming up and he's got so much pressure on him and he knows that he has a lot of pressure on him. I think I would argue right now Harley has more pressure on him than Miro does because Miro can make a mistake and we're like, okay, no big deal, whatever. Harley, he can't make a mistake. He's not allowed to make a mistake. And if he does, he's going to get, I mean, vitrified by this fan base and by uh, by the Stars coaching staff too. So I think Miller feels a little bit of responsibility in kind of helping this guy get along, and I think they've both played really well together. And I know there are quote-unquote third pairing, but again, this this feels like a, just like when we had the really good line of Domi, Sagan, and Marchment going along with the bin line when it was a 2A, 2B situation kind of line. I feel like those bottom two pairings right now, Hawk and Paul Lindell's 2A, and then you've got 
Harley and Miller with a 2B situation. Yeah, it's it's crazy how just that just Harley coming in drops Miller into being a very good option now. And then you drop your other problem child suitor on your top line with Haskinen and suddenly he's perfectly fine. <laughs> and, you know, I got to I got to praise Suter even more because he had an, another good game tonight. He, he really did. And I know it helps playing with Miro Haskinen, but he himself since March has been much, much, much better. And I don't think that's a coincidence that we've seen less suitor hate on on Twitter or in the Facebook groups or anything like that. So I think he's starting to round himself out into yeah. the perfect situation. And I think this is the six that we're going to be going with into the playoffs. We're going to see Suter and Miro. We'll see the big two with Essa and Yanni Hockenpah. And then we'll see Harley and Miller together. And they just seem to work. The, those three pairings seem to work. And Harley has been the solution. Definitely agreed. And yeah. back on the Suter thing, it also might help that we're getting a little bit later in the season, a little bit closer to playoffs. An older guy like Suter might start paying a little bit more attention whenever we're looking at playoffs. I mean, he's played a lot of hockey games. So when you get in the middle of the season, the economy is like, uh, whatever, I've done this a million times. But... When, when it comes crunch time, he, he, I think he could find a different level, and he definitely has the past months, like you said, Ryan. So hopefully he can keep that going on in the playoffs and he can be a consistent guy that we can rely on. And and that's what he's been exactly. He's not been flashy or anything, but he hasn't made those big mistakes that we were complaining about during the dog days. I really feel like a lot of it is his positioning more than anything. He knows he's not going to get back and chase these, these younger forwards he's not going to beat them anymore so he he's playing way back and that 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 also allows Haskinen now that he knows that Suter's going to play way back he goes way deep into the zone all the way in yeah uh, what I've also liked to see is on the power play as well when Suter is out there and again he's been he's been pretty decent on the second power play you know I think he's been okay but what I've liked to see is they've thrown Domi out there on the other point position for the most part or he's along the half wall so if he does get in trouble domi is almost immediately going back into the defensive zone just in case something happens so that guy is fast and yeah. he is incredibly <laughs> fast so I, I mean it it and maybe this gets down to the last point my last point of tonight and we'll talk about biggest winner biggest loser this team looks to be rounding into form this team it, it looks like everything is starting to click we don't have Marchment back even yet, but Otter is starting to play well. Wedgwood is finally healthy. We it seems like we finally have a solidified decor in the three pairings now with Harley coming up. He's not going back to the AHL. I mean, I know they no need chance. him for the AHL playoffs, but he ain't going back. Throw Lundquist down there. Throw Lundquist down there. He can he he needs some playing time anyways. He hasn't played in like two months. Um, and then the forward groupings, regardless of it seems like who they kind of put together because it still seems like they're experimenting a, a little bit with the with some of the especially the second and the fourth line kind of trying to figure out some pairings the forwards have been good too and I, I think the most important thing out of all of this is that we've seen the stars kind of solidify this two-way game from all players across the board. We've seen the forwards get back defensively. We've seen more defensemen scoring as of late, especially the last month or so. We've seen Miller have three goals in the last eight games or so. Miro has gotten on the on the scoring sheet. 
And then same thing with, I mean, Lindell. Lindell scores tonight. I know it's a goal that should not go in, but he still scores. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter. He still scores, right? So we're seeing we're seeing the two-way game of both the defensemen and the forwards all coming together along with Ottinger rounding into form, getting ready for the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it feels like everything's clicking right. The last two things that got to click is two wins against the Blues. If you win two games against the Blues, I think you win the division. And then you're looking like you're in a very good spot going into the playoffs. So we will really be paying attention to the NBID 10 and Colorado game. That's going to be, uh, that's just going to be a fun game overall, just to watch, just to see how both of those teams do. But obviously the stars have a invested interest in this game. If Colorado can lose that game against Edmonton, which Edmonton has been on fire lately, yeah, seven straight. then they have a chance to clinch the division. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and right now we should also be paying attention. I don't know what the score is, gentlemen, but Minnesota and Chicago are currently playing right now. If Minnesota loses Minnesota tonight, won. which I... Oh, they won? Yeah, they already won. <laughs> Dang. Okay, so... There's still more they, to look at, though, honestly, because the... I mean, the Kraken are two points from being tied with the Kings. I mean, the, the Kraken can beat the Kings to that third spot in their division, and then the Kings become the, the wild card spot, which would be terrifying. <laughs> yes. I don't like playing the Kings. I wouldn't I, mind playing the Kings. I would much rather play Seattle than the Kings. The Kings have Corpus Allo, who has been pretty decent, yeah. and the Kraken have nobody who's been decent. With, with so, the way the Stars are playing right now, I'm not afraid of any wild card team. Any oh. of those bottom three, I'll take them. Wow. Well, we'll, we'll talk more about this on our on Wednesday night. We'll do an extended episode after I mean, the game. I, by, I guess by then you still might not have everything decided. So right, exactly. I, I don't think it's going to be decided, guys. I, it's I gonna think we're going to come down to the wait. last game. It's going to be the yeah. last game for for lots of different positional stuff and and both conferences honestly and boy is that fun yes it is fun <laughs> it's it, it's kind of fun not knowing who you're it gonna is play a ton in the of fun i like it's, it a it's lot. a lot more fun than last season when the eastern conference already knew who they were yeah. playing like by that december so lame. yes it was ridiculous yeah but yeah. What, what's fun about this also is the the only matchup that we know of for sure is a fun one and it's toronto and tampa bay man that's gonna <laughs> yeah. be so much fun that's the perfect <laughs> one that's what we wanted so that that's what i'm really excited to see um but i love playoff hockey guys I'm, I'm getting so excited this is the right time the stars are doing well we're ramping up at the right time and i'm sure a lot of other teams are kind of feeling this way too which makes it even better because it means the hockey is going to be amazing and great i love the yep. sport so much Two more games for the Stars. Take care of business, and you win the first division title in forever. It's been 16 <laughs> At years. Least 16? 16 years. 16 years since a division title. Win two games, and you, I'm going to give it a 95% chance that you get the division if you win these next two games. And you should win these next two games. So, long story short, the Stars need a little bit of help from Edmonton. If Edmonton can beat Colorado in any form or fashion... That helps a ton. But the the other nice thing is that the Stars have their own destiny. If they win both of these games, they have home ice advantage. That's 100% certain. 
solidified in stone. If they win both of these games against St. Louis, they have home ice advantage. The Avs also still have to play the Jets and the Predators in back-to-back games. Yeah. After they both fight of those the teams are too. still playing well. They're also divisional opponents who would love to spoil the Avalanche's fun. Yep, absolutely. Yep. So the Stars play again Wednesday at 6:30 in St. Louis. That game is on TNT, nationally televised. Yeah. Then they play the next day in Dallas at 7. That game also nationally televised on ESPN. Uh-huh. Ah, I wonder why it's nationally televised. Hmm. That's so weird. Okay, biggest winner, biggest loser real quick, guys. Biggest winner is Joe Pavelski. It has to be. I mean, across the board from all three of us, it has to be. One of the greatest American... Night. <laughs> I no, know, exactly. Joe Pavelski. And the way Joe Pavelski did it, just amazing. I mean, the perfect way. The deflection and the high slot. Love to see it. One of the best American hockey players to ever play the game. And there's a current Dallas star who may eclipse him, you know, many years down the road. Many years down the road. But he's got a long way to go. But if Robertson can get there, I think he can get there. So I think he even has a shot to beat Madonna. I do. He gets there. He gets there. Yes. If he gets there, he gets there. So this is this whole live thing all over again, isn't it? Biggest loser tonight. I'm just going to say nobody. Huso. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Huso. Oh, my goodness. The worst goaltending I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, that was, that was, that was pretty bad. And we had Auntie (laughs) Niemi on our team. I watched every single Auntie Niemi game that he wore green. Oh, man. Goodness gracious. That sakes alive. Oh. Oh, shoot. No, no. What was his name? I forgot his name. Bless you. Steve Sumner. We have to mention Steve Sumner because he's retiring after after the season as 18 seasons as the Dallas Stars head equipment ah. manager. So we, we need to give him some love as well. He's been doing that for such a long time. So congratulations to him on his retirement. And, uh, you know, good show by Ottinger to kind of pay tribute to him with that special mask. So that, that's cool. that's really cool. Yep, very awesome. Okay, we got a lot to talk about. We'll, we'll save it for Wednesday, though. Anything else, guys? I'm excited. I'm, I'm ready. so excited, man. And we don't even know who we're going to play. We don't even know. <laughs> okay, Doesn't guys. Matter. Thank you guys for those of you that are watching live along with us. At most tonight, we had up to 18, and that's like two hours after the game ended. I, I took my son to go see the new Super Mario movie. It's actually really good. It, it was I, I was I was surprised. It was very good. I was it was it was very kid friendly for those of you. Down. Yeah. Very kid friendly for those of you with kids. So anyways, uh, thank you guys for watching the live along with us. Those of you that are listening afterwards. Thank you again. As always, we're getting really excited with playoff hockey ramping up starting next Monday, a week from today, guys. We're at less than a week now. And go and check out StarcasticRemarks.com for all the latest info on our podcast. Go in, If you'd like to support us, go and check out StarcasticRemarksShop.com for all the latest merch options. That's the best way to support us. Along with Chris and along with James, my name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side, and we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you guys are listening. And, hey, guess what? You don't have to hear my ugly voice say GG Boys tonight. Chris? Take a second. GG, boys. See you guys later.